Welcome to The Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 57, Living Life Authentically. To learn more about us in the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. So today we really wanted to talk about, um, you know, living life authentically. And I think really the best way to start is uh, is kind of really diving into to what is our authentic self and... Um, kind of some of the aspects that come along with defining that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, you know, when we start, I think, talking about living life authentically, um, I think one of the big questions we need to kind of ask ourselves is, is really like what brings us true joy and purpose in life? Um, I think sometimes as we go through life, we can kind of like forget about this stuff. Life is busy and chaotic at times. And I think that sometimes we lose sight of like that, that part of us that, you know, like what, what is it that does bring us joy, you know, and, 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 and that purpose that we have in life. And so I think it's good to kind of ask ourselves that and, not just once, but to constantly be revisiting that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's definitely a good point to revisit uh, the joys and and our purpose in life. Because I think that, you know, we've talked about this a little before on the podcast, but I think that oftentimes we lose track that life is just a journey of growth. And, um, you know, even as we were preparing this episode, I talked to Logan about, you know, I'm not the same person I am today that I was in my 20s. So I think as you go through life and, and things that do give you joy, I think they change and maybe your purpose can change as you uh, maybe find different passions or find things you do or don't like. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, as you're going through and really trying to define that authentic self, I think a huge part of that is what are your values? Um, and I think those vary from person to person and really kind of how you define what's the most important to you, I think, in life. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things, though, too, that can truly change throughout our lives. You know, um, you know, I I think that, like, I, I'm trying to think back to when I was a kid, but I, I know that, like, the morals and ethics that were kind of instilled in me from a young age by my parents and, you know, growing up in a small town. And um, I think that, like most of that stuff has kind of stayed the same, but sometimes the values that we hold around other things um, can change a lot, you know, whether it's maybe religious beliefs or political beliefs, um, you know, familial type stuff, you know, like there's, there's a lot of things that might through time pop up in life that start to become a, an apparent thing to us that maybe like when we were a kid and we initially have these like core set of values and morals and all this stuff, like, um, 
as we go through life, there's things that kind of pop up that we maybe didn't think about before. And so sometimes though, that can kind of like dictate a little bit different path for us, maybe not an entirely new path, but it can kind of have little branch offs that we need to kind of acknowledge and at least be aware of and, and how those affect, you know, what our true intentions and purpose and joy is in life. Yeah. I think a lot of times those values that, like you said, as a child, um, I don't think we really have a say, right. They're kind of given to us through our parents or, um, guardians or whoever's really there around us kind of showing us what they think or what they view the world as. And I think one of the beauties of that is when you get older and you start to kind of grow into your own, you kind of have, as life happens, I think things challenge those values maybe, or may cause you to question those values. Um, and ultimately you're able to kind of define your own, your own base of, of this is what I believe is really important to me, not just, um, what I've been told growing up. And I think, you know, I think some people may struggle with that more than others, but I think that the part of that growth process is really, um, becoming in tune with yourself and understanding why those values are important to you. Not just the base of, you know, this is what I grew up learning and, and found important. Right. You know, and, and some people may carry those things throughout their entire life and that is what is important to them and others, you know, like Josh was saying, they, we find things that challenge that and start to realize that maybe, maybe there are things that, differ from what it was that we were initially taught or grew up with. And, and we have to question that and, and find out for ourselves. And, and I, I kind of already pre-mentioned it with that, but, um, is we need to ask too, what are our true intentions? You know, like, because I think that's a big part of it. You know, what are, what's, what's the intentionality behind everything that we're wanting to do in our life? And, and how that all aligns with our values and our passions and joy. And it, it's really a culmination of all of those things that we have to kind of puzzle piece together and figure out what is it that we want our life to look like. And, um, you know, and kind of like detail that out though, and, and figure out almost kind of like a roadmap to what it is that we want and why that is. And, what we want that to look like in our life. And, um, really we've talked about it a million times, but defining that why. And I I think that's such a big thing with so many different areas of our life. And, and that applies directly to this as well. Yeah. I think, you know, that why is the, really the base of, of who you are and, and what you want to accomplish. And I think helps you in a way define your authentic self. Um, and I think, you know, through joy, through like knowing what you like and, and your purposes in life and values and intentions, I think that helps you actually define it um, for yourself and understand this is why I'm here. This is why I do the things I do and kind of gives you that, you know, baseline um, barometer, I guess, of, you know, where you are, who you are and how you're going to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of really just have to paint that picture for yourself. And then I think once we do that, I think we need to kind of look into, okay, now that we kind of know what, what it is that we want in our lives and, and whatnot, it's, it's kind of then looking, do our thoughts, our words and our actions kind of align 
because I think that's really one of the biggest pieces here that, and, and Josh and I are going to talk a lot about this today, but is, you know, we might want one thing, right? Or we might want this set of things for our life. And this is what brings us joy, purpose, all this stuff. And those, that's kind of the thought process, right? Like that's us thinking about it, our internal desires. But where I think a lot of times things start to fall apart is then, okay, now are the words that we're using and the actions that we're taking day to day, are those aligning with all of that? Because I think that that's ultimately the goal, right? Is we want to find kind of this directional compass for our lives to head in. And then those words and actions that we take are the things that are really guiding us in that direction ultimately. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, a good thing to point out is that as we kind of figure out the why, I think that, you know, some people find this out a lot younger in life than others do. Um, and I think some people it takes, you know, time. It could take years. It could, you know, you couldn't find your purpose till you're in your later years even. Um, but understanding that kind of is different roads for different people and working towards that and being able to define it over time is just as good as finding it out when you're younger. Yeah. I think that's so true though, because I mean, you know, like me, I think that, you know, stuff's changed obviously over the years for me. Um, some people, I don't think it changes at all. Others, I think it changes numerous times, but I think that like for me, I, I know like when I was younger, that's where I, I started to like really learn who I was and what I wanted in life, at least the type of person that I wanted to be. I might not have found my purpose. And I, you know, I don't even know if I still know what my true purpose is. I just know that I love to help people and I want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what that, like, if I had to identify what's Logan's purpose, well, you know, I don't know that I could do that right now. I think that that's, you know, something that's still building, but all those, you know, things that bring me joy and things like that, I've, I've found that out, you know, and I think that I found that out at a very young age. Um, and you know, it's just kind of, I think a little different for everybody. And obviously that's very much okay. Um, but I think it's something that's good to acknowledge because I think we have this, and we're going to talk about a lot of these things, but I think that we have this societal pressure sometimes that we have to have our life figured out right away or early on. And like, there's, there's just all these things that, you know, us as people, we sometimes feel these exterior outside pressures to, you know, figure out A, B, and C and X, Y, and Z. And, and we need to know immediately. And that's not the case all the time. Yeah. I think along, you know, along with those kind of social expectations that are out there that can kind of distract us from really living authentically um, is another one I find that's pretty common, I think, is is uh, kind of life personas. So in regards to this, it's more of like how we show up in the day-to-day in the different areas of our life. So examples of that would be work, you know, family, friends, um, even at home. I think that as we go through life and kind of tune into some of those social expectations and um, the different ways that we believe people need us to show up in these areas of our life. I think that we 
have a tendency to maybe alter or make small changes to our our uh, our person, right? We we change maybe for work. We're a little more serious than maybe we like to be, or um, you know, certain friends we might interact a little bit differently than maybe aligns with our true authentic self. And I think that over time, these things can distract us because it's almost like we're playing a part um, in a bunch of different venues throughout the day. And as you do that over and over and over, I think you lose kind of that connectivity to your true self and, and um, you run the risk of, of losing kind of the view of your why and, and being authentic and the decisions you make and, and, you know, I think long-term it can get you off track and, and maybe cause some confusion and lose some of the joy and purpose. Yeah. Well, it's almost like you're, you're kind of through this repetition, you're almost forming a bad habit really. And, and we all know how breaking a bad habit, how tough that can be at times. But I think that's why it's important to note all these distractions, um, that we might face from living an authentic life. Um, but you know, one, like, for example, like Josh had noted work, you know, it, I think like, that's a great example because I think here's what happens a lot. Sometimes, you know, for example, we could wind up in a job that we're like, it pays good, right? So we, we take the job simply because of the money factor of it. Um, and then we find out, obviously this isn't something that we want to be doing, but we were so money driven at the time, which maybe that's part of your why, you know, and maybe that's something like maybe whatever it is that you want in your life, you need good financial stability to be able to attain that. And that's totally fine. But my point is that sometimes though, I think that we do align with the job that we want, right? So we, we find out, okay, what's our purpose? What are our goals in life. And we end up finding this job that we think aligns with all that. And for the most part, maybe it does, but to the point of distractions, sometimes we get in that job and we start working and we're doing the thing that we love, but maybe the environment that we're in is actually toxic. Maybe we have some, you know, coworkers that are just really, (laughs) not great people to be around or something, but because we are in this role that we know that is maybe meant for us, right. Or that we should be in, we, we stick in that environment and we let these people that maybe we shouldn't be surrounding ourselves with continually into our lives because we have to, right. We're at work. And, and I think the point that I'm trying to make is that, is that the only job though? Right. Like, or are there other jobs that are doing the exact same thing, but maybe the culture there is a little different and maybe there's some less toxic people, you know, and these are, aren't things that we can always predict or project, you know, um, anytime you enter into a new job or whatever, you, you really don't know what you're getting into all the time until Uh you just do it. But the point is, is that we need to keep going back to that intentionality, the purpose, the joy right? Because if, if we're not ticking those boxes, then is that really where we want to be at? And I think that that's, it's this example and there's so many others, but that, that show you just how distracted we can get from those things, those core values that we have, you know, it's, it's easy to look at one part of something and be like, well, this, this is what I wanted. Right. 
And then we forget sometimes to look at all of the other parts that, you know, are associated with it as well. Yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, another distraction that kind of can lead to that is peer pressures, just peer pressures of, of the people we interact with, um, on a day to day. Or I think at times too, when we, when we maybe lose some focus of our being authentic to ourselves, um, it almost weakens our shield, right? And you can almost be pressured in a way to um, find some other way to, to maybe feel, fill that void of not accomplishing your purpose or finding joy in what you're doing. And, you know, those exterior pressures can just push you to maybe make a decision that's outside of what you normally would do. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, there's some other things that can factor in too is, you know, I think like the internal dialogue that we hold for ourselves and, and constantly have with ourselves, you know, I think some people have a really honest relationship with that. Whereas other people have a tough time, you know, carrying that honest internal dialogue. And, and so depending on where you're at with that and depending on how you think to yourself and talk to yourself, um, can also kind of distract us too. Cause I think sometimes we explain away things, you know, like back to my job deal, you know, it, you know, a situation like that, you kind of have to weigh your pros and cons and, and really see, is this aligning? But if you're just explaining away all the bad parts of it to make it seem better and like, yes, I did make the right decision, you know, maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. You know, maybe it's not the right place for you anymore. And I think that we do that a lot in life, though, is is that we, you know, we've made a decision and, and for fear of maybe like, you know, I guess being honest with ourselves and that we maybe did something that wasn't in our best interest, right, um, or doesn't align with our purpose, we start to explain that stuff away. And, and this is why your internal dialogue is so important, because I think you you really have to have that honest dialogue and and be true to yourself. Yeah, I think it's uh, very interesting how the the brain works and um, how easy it is for our brain. I think to often question and make us question um, the choices we make, the the um, reasons for those choices. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from really priming your inter internal dialogue as far as what you really allow into your brain, um, as far as positivity, negativity, even just the books we read, the shows we watch, the, the people we let talk, you know, give opinions to us or that we take, um, really plays into that dialogue, I think. And over time you can really build an internal dialogue where you can kind of weed through some of the crap to say, you know, um, <clears throat> versus what's true and what's not. Um, and I think that that, when you can build that kind of internal dialogue, it really can help from the distractions because it's very easy to get lost in the words of your mind as, um, you're going through life. If you really don't have that confidence and, um, almost, you know, belief in yourself that you're making the right decisions. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, one thing that we got to consider too, is that our brains are wired to keep us comfortable and to protect us and keep us safe. And, you know, 
when we start maybe realizing something in our life isn't maybe a good fit anymore, whether that's work or something else, um, you know, I think that if we're not able to, you know, well, our brain is like wired to like, just keep us comfortable, right? We're getting a paycheck. You're like, if it's work, you know, we're, we have good benefits, whatever. When you start to maybe think about like getting a different job or something like that, you are starting to like kind of disrupt that comfortability because it's a scary decision. And and so that's when I think too, some of this explaining things away starts to happen and we start making excuses or what have you. Um, and so I think that, you know, that's why it's so important to build that honest internal dialogue and, and question everything, you know, yeah. question why you're feeling certain things or, or not feeling a certain way. Yeah. And I think, you know, we kind of went over some of the distractions, but I think there's some great ways to really combat the distractions and stay true to ourselves as we go through life and things come up. Um, one of the big ones I think is, is really kind of being in tune with ourselves and our emotions. And there's a different, you know, multitude of ways that we can do that. Um, one of the things that really touches base with me that I've kind of felt like I learned over the last few years is really taking time to feel emotions. And I think that's something that um, I know I was not good at um, for many years. And I think that, you know, there's still work to be done, but being able to really use that internal dialogue when you are upset or angry or um, happy or sad, you know, whatever it is, but really diving into them and letting yourself feel those emotions to kind of understand where they're coming from. Um, I think gives you a big step above when you're really trying to be in tune with yourself, because if you just are angry or you're frustrated and you, and you don't really dive into why or what's causing that, you're losing a lot of potential data. I think that can build emotional intelligence over time is that, you know, by feeling those emotions and letting it suck, because sometimes life sucks, you can find out and really dial in on what, what is it that's making me upset or why am I angry? Is it a valid reason to be angry? Is it not a valid reason to be angry and kind of grow over time to where those emotions won't affect you as much and you stay closer to your path? Yeah. Well, I think that takes like a huge level of vulnerability too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, cause that's, that's what that is. I mean, you, I, you see this in guys a lot, especially, but they just don't want to be in tune with their feelings yeah. and because it's vulnerable, right? And it, it's not an easy thing to do. And it make some people, they just view it as, well, it makes you weak. Okay. Nobody has to know about this either, right? This is just with you. We're talking about your feelings, your emotions, and your conversation with yourself, essentially, mm -hmm. you know, nobody has to even know that stuff. Right off the bat, though, it doesn't make you weak. It makes you stronger because you're able to siphon through all this stuff and actually, like, cull through all of it and figure it out. And and it ultimately, at the end of the day, makes you stronger. But, again, this is just stuff that's internal to you. You know, you, you're not necessarily having these conversations with other people. Um, and I think, too, like, as you kind of build the ability to do that, it almost through really opening up and being honest with yourself, I think that it leads to more 
um, of an ability to maybe love and accept yourself over time because you, you're not afraid to have those conversations and, um, obviously with yourself, but actually think through your emotions and really understand your emotions. And I think that, you know, having the ability to do that, you'll find out a lot about your emotions and actually how you may feel one way, but it's something totally different that's causing it. And, you know, just having that bare honesty with yourself, I think allows you to accept really you for who you are. And, um, it's a hard thing to do. It is because I think you, you do, you un unravel some stuff maybe you don't like about yourself, but at least you can deal with it better as it comes up. Yeah. You can start to work on it. And I think that, you know, when you can truly like get to the point where you truly love yourself and truly accept yourself, I think it really starts to form a very healthy level of confidence, you know, not, not this egotistical type of confidence, but that's why I say a healthy level of confidence. It's this, this confidence that you're going out into the world and now knowing, like, I know how things make me feel. I know how I'm going to react in certain situations. I know what to avoid. I know what to gravitate towards. I mean, it, it, it's this that really helps combat these distractions because when you truly know yourself like that, you love and accept yourself, you build this confidence in a healthy manner, it, it can help us leaps and bounds when we're talking about all these various distractions that can crop up. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've had discussions with family and friends about people that, you know, they're like, I, I just can't do things alone. I hate being by myself, alone to myself. And I think that, you know, using some of these tools and being vulnerable to you um, can really help you, I think, take time to be with your thoughts and, and, you know, really invest the time and energy to learn more about yourself and in, a, in a, a way to be really in tune. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people find that to be such a scary place <laughs> and it doesn't have to be, you know, and, and honestly, once you get to that point, it can be one of the most rewarding things because, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody else's like knowledge and experience and, everything can be very helpful, but ultimately we have to figure ourselves out first. And the best place to figure that out is with yourself and your own thoughts. That's a great point. Great point. And I think it leads right into the next one is we really need to make sure we build a environment that's conducive to our values. Um, And I think that that's a very important part, but it also needs to be, I think a stern guarded, sternly guarded point. And our life is that we have to have an area where we can cultivate and build and grow ourselves. And I think that, you know, there's a multitude of tools you can use to do that. Um, And I think, you know, for me, that one thing that really works for me is I use reading and books um, and I read all kinds of stuff. And I think that it, in a way, it's almost like a, conversation with myself because different, you know, different topics come up, different viewpoints come up and I get to kind of challenge my thinking off of what they're presenting and dive deeper into other things that I might have questions about, but it's a good way to kind of check my values versus what other people think. And then, you know, maybe mine alter a little bit. You just never know. Yeah. Well, another way to kind of create that environment is to, you know, cause we're talking about stuff that's conducive to your values, right? So write those values down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it seems weird, but that that is 
part of an environment, right? I mean, we're putting ourselves in an environment where we're taking time for ourselves to write down these values that are so important to us. But not only like, you know, some people say you need to like to remember things, right? You need to, you need to see it. You need to hear it. You need to speak it like all this stuff. And I think this is like one good component is to not only take that time for yourself, but to physically write it down. You know, I, I was struggling the other day because I've got a little break from some school that I'm doing. And (laughs) I had this like massive amount of things that I need to get done in this little break period that I have. And I make lists all the time, but for whatever reason, I've been so overwhelmed. I didn't make this list for myself. And the moment that I made the list, it makes it all seem a lot more manageable and I can physically see it. I'm not forgetting certain components. And it's the same with our values. You write them down, you can see them, you can revisit them, you can add to them. If things change, you can remove, but it's really about creating this environment. And like Josh was saying with the books and everything, I love reading books because you know, you're, you're starting to get these other perspectives, but you're, you're seeing other stuff. Like typically, like I'll pick up books that align with my values. And then these books like expound upon on stuff that maybe I didn't know. And I can, I can read it and kind of soak in it and, and see what's good for me or not, you know? Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, talking about, um, those values and, and really getting them out, I think, adds a level of uh, expectation to yourself by voicing them out to other people, friends, family, other, you know, people in your circle to really almost build some um, accountability for yourself yeah. as you, so you don't lose those values. So another another piece to this is is being present. And I think this is such a huge, huge thing. Um, and I think that you know, especially in today's day and age, and we'll again, talk about a few different things with this, but, um, you know, I think nowadays there's so many distractions just in general in life. Um, it's a busy world we live in. And, and I think sometimes we forget to just be fully present and give our full attention to stuff, you know? Well, and I think too, you know, you talk about distractions and, um, by being present and really focusing on the things that we do say yes to or don't say yes to, uh, I think we can, by be, by being present, I think that we have a better ability to say yes and no over time. Because I think a lot of times in society, you know, just day to day, we say yes to things we don't want to do. And then we end up, you know, at a party we didn't want to be at or at a social event we didn't want to be at or any number of things. But I think that when you do it, with a lack of intention in, in yourself actually being there and enjoying it, um, you do lose your full attention because the whole time you're thinking about, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And really at the end of the day is why are you there? If, if it's not a benefit to you and you living authentically with yourself, then you should have the power to say no and not be at those, those things that aren't going, you're not going to be able to give your full attention to because at the end of the day, you're taking someone else's time and energy. You're using your own time and energy. And if it's a friend or a family or you can't, you can't give those people a hundred percent. I don't think that's fair really in the relationship of if you're thinking of, you know, I wish I was somewhere else or wish I hadn't come to this. You know, sometimes it's just easier to be honest and, and stay home. Yeah. 
And if you're going to go be there, yeah, you know, stay off your phone, avoid distractions and, you know, just be there. And maybe, maybe even though it's something you committed yourself to, and maybe you don't want to be there, have good conversations anyway. Listen, you never know what's going to come up, but yeah, but typically those, those are the times that you get to like be with people. And obviously we need to be better about, you know, our intentionality and, and saying yes or no to the things that we really do or don't want. Right. Um, but if you're going to be there anyway, if you already made the commitment, just be there fully and soak it in, you know, have good conversations, you know, make the most of a undesirable situation at the very least. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Cause a lot of times I do think back to things I didn't want to go to. And I think there's always moments in there where you have a great interaction or maybe you meet a new friend or, you know, any number of things that can happen. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, I mean, you know, there are moments where there is a situation that might come up where you need to be there for somebody. And maybe it's something you don't really want to do or whatever, but it's, it's being there for somebody you love. Those situations come up all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be there, then, then be there for them, you know, and who knows what you might get from it. But if you're already, you know, putting your time and effort into it, you might as well get as much from it as you possibly can. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, as we kind of wrap things up in in this whole, you know, living life authentically, um, I think there's, you know, there is some benefits, I think, that come from being authentic to yourself over time. Um, one of those I can think of is, uh, you know, we're more likely to follow our dreams uh, and have less fear, I think, while following those dreams um, of what others are really going to think and say about us. So when you really know, you know, why you're doing something, what makes you happy and, you know, have that defense of, I'm not going to let what other people think mess with where I want to go. I think it gives you a great peace of mind as you um, live your life. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a big thing anymore too, right? Because we have all eyes on us anymore. You know, you, you've got your friends, your family, your coworkers, all this stuff. But, you know, now that we've got social media, things like that, you know, I think that a lot of people get into this headspace of, you know, I have to prove myself to everybody or what have you. And the only person you have to prove anything to really is yourself and, and get rid of that fear, you know, and, and that's what this purposeful, intentional life and, and living authentically can do for you is it, it does, it strips away a lot of that fear because now we're not as worried about what everybody else thinks about us. And we're just doing ourselves, you know, we are living life for us and, you do you, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. And I think a big part of that though, is that it ties into being able to live a life with, you know, no or very few regrets. You know, I, I think that's a huge thing, you know, because I think that when we have that fear that causes regrets, you know, because we're fearful to do the things that we want to do. And, and so that's why it's so important to live authentically. 
Yeah, I think it also helps avoid um, kind of falling off track and maybe, you know, moving into a place where you're not living authentic to yourself and living for others. So uh, just staying true to yourself can really help avoid those uh, maybe detours in life. Yeah. And I think, I think honestly, the biggest thing with living authentically is that, you know, it gives us a sense of pride when you're doing what you want to be doing and you're doing that for yourself. You've learned to love and accept yourself and why you're doing the things you're doing. It really builds that sense of pride. And ultimately at the end of the day, it leads to a much more fulfilling life. So um, I think it is now time for the afterthought. And this is where we leave you with quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. And the first quote we have from you is from Seneca. And it is, man's ideal state is realized when he has fulfilled the purpose for which he is born. And what is it that reason demands of him? Something very easy, that he live in accordance with his own nature. And one of my favorites by Oscar Wilde is Be Yourself, because everybody else is taken. Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss new episodes. You can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms, until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.